Hi, welcome to Otherhood. I know some of you may be listening for the first time, just because this episode features Lily Singh. So I'll introduce myself. I'm Rupa, a roughly five foot two kid of South Indian immigrants who grew up in Iowa, one of those flat, mostly white areas in the middle of the U.S., This podcast was born of frustration. I was a reporter for a long time for a magazine, a daily newspaper, the Associated Press, public radio. But I didn't feel like the news was covering people like me, people who come from multiple cultures. So I started Otherhood. Fast forward a year and a half. Me and Otherhood have been taken in by PRI's radio show, The World in Boston. And I get an email from one of you, Lily's fans, suggesting I interview her, as she's just put out a book called How to Be a Boss, spelled B-A-W-S-E. To be honest, I hadn't heard of Lily. But I knew YouTube was a place where people choose their own heroes. And 11 million chose Lily. This is the first video I saw. The screen's black. Hello, Lily. Yeah, mom, what's up? When you coming home? What? I need your help. So much work to do. No, I can't, mom, right now. I'm busy. Busy doing what? I'm with my friends. But mom, can stop bothering me, okay? Like, what do you mean? Okay, leave me alone. I'll talk to you when I get home. God, talking to me like this, huh? Wait, hello. Okay, that's it. You wait and see, okay? Imagine 28-year-old Lily dressed up as her mom in a long peach Punjabi shirt and a scarf wrapped around her head. She's breaking into Lily's YouTube account, setting up a camera, and rapping. I didn't want to have to go and do this now, but my daughter really bad, and she always acting out. So I diss her on this track. Kids, hear me shout. Better rap than the crap coming out of Lily's mouth. She thinks she cool. She got so many views. She on TV every day on the news, but they only watch for me now. Ain't that the truth? That's why they ask about your mommy, daddy in interviews. Six million sub and she don't It's freaking brilliant. I could really let that go on for a while because I think it's hilarious. I... To top it off, there's a responding video from Lily back to her mom. Talk back to you, I take it easy. Talk back to you, I take it easy. Talk back to you, I take it easy. My mom thinks I'm the worst, I'm a disser on this verse. My mom hates when I wear really baggy pants. She states I'll never find a boy, I dress like a man. I think she'd really enjoy if I wasn't such a tomboy and wore low-rise jeans with a bit of my Lily's dad gets the same treatment. Lily plays him with this, like, absurd black beard painted on her face. She also plays herself, and it's edited all together. Parents act crazy. And I know it's not just my parents who do things to irritate me. I feel like God controls all parents, if you will, with a universal remote that has no mute button. And if you think God is brown, then that remote has plastic on it. Let's check it out, shall we? Oh, Dad, this isn't recording. I'm just focusing. What's it, da? Is it? Is it Dad, I'm just focusing. Do internet the palak? YouTube? No, tattoo. Do. But what can I do? I take out my work. But that's not enough. Do internet the pocket credit card number. That's the legend. That's it. I'm not. This not. I don't. Just I don't want like this. Please, no. No want it. Lily, trust me, okay? Internet the sub chori hundia. Okay, I'm done. People love this. Lily's ranked eighth on the list of highest-paid YouTube stars. People have watched her videos a billion and a half times. If I was not on YouTube and I was instead doing auditions, would I have gained the traction I have? And I think, no, I wouldn't have. I don't think so. But now that Lily's done a documentary, made music videos, partnered with people like The Rock and Selena Gomez, 
She wants to try going mainstream. I believe in the digital space so much, and I truly never want to leave it. I do think it is the future, but I still grew up with traditional Hollywood, and so a little part of Little Lily wants to still get into the traditional space. After achieving so much, just through wit and hard work, now Lily's hit a speed bump. Because in the digital space, people consider me a star, but then I go into auditions and they'll be like, sorry, what was your name again? So in this episode, how Lily Singh got famous by being herself, and Hollywood still says she can't be someone else. I'm Rupa Shanoi, and this is Otherhood. Lily was one of those kids who was okay with being different. She visited India fairly often, so she had a strong foundation in her culture. But she also grew up with this very Western, defiant character. I was very fortunate to grow up in an area that was so, so diverse that racism wasn't really a thing. Yeah, maybe in my high school there was five or six Punjabi people, but then the other people were Sri Lankan or like Pakistani, you know what I mean? So it wasn't really, I didn't really ever feel excluded. The only up I was told as a girl I shouldn't do certain things, whether it was dance at weddings or whistle in the house from all the crazy things Indian people think girls shouldn't do. But I think I was naturally a little bit rebellious in that sense. You know, I was told I shouldn't dance people's weddings and then I became a captain of a Bhangra team. But I understand how it's completely difficult growing up in that culture and dealing with those issues. I think it's about deciding what kind of life you want to live and making those decisions for yourself, which is kind of what I did. But not at first. Lily says she started out a depressed college graduate who didn't know what to do with her life. So she did nothing. What was the depression about? Where did it come from? Just not knowing what I wanted to do after school, feeling really lost, feeling really pressured because my whole life, ever since I was in elementary school, teachers and the school system and my family has always taught me that my life would be very linear. You know, I would decide what I want to do. I would get a degree in it. I would graduate. I would get a job. I would get married. I would have kids. And I remember my last year of university feeling like I'm not ready or I don't want to do any of those things. <laughs> and is something wrong with me? And so I was just in a really lost, confused, depressed state for a while. Somewhere around this time, she uploaded her first YouTube videos. She didn't think much about them because they didn't get much of a reaction. In those first ones, Lily's still really nervous. She's super serious. Her makeup's over the top. She's standing almost too straight. And she talks weird. But just doing those videos made her happy. Because when I was younger, I used to be so creative. I used to dance. I used to bake these cool cakes. I used to want to be the center of attention. And then I just lost that spark. And I remember making my first YouTube video. I was like, oh my god, so this is what it feels like to be creative again and actually do something you care about and not just do what everyone else is telling you to do. Lily's parents wanted her to go to grad school. She told them she was going to focus on YouTube. They were skeptical. And coincidentally, Lily introduced in her videos the characters of her crazy Indian mom and dad. Now, in a lot of Indian families I know, if a kid made fun of their parents like Lily does, the parents would retaliate with such severe, dramatic disappointment that the kid would want to melt into a puddle with shame and guilt. How did you make that okay for them? First time I did it, they had no idea because I was just making YouTube videos thinking nothing of it. 
And when they found out about it, they thought like, are you making fun of us? And I said, absolutely not, I'm not making fun of you. There are nothing like those characters at all, actually. Those characters are an exaggeration of every aunt and uncle and parent I've ever met. It's always the aunties. Yeah, exactly. Now my mom actually like helps me write things for Paranjit. And I think especially being South Asian parents, <laughs> they've done a great job of taking a huge leap of faith in something very scary that I wanted to do. It probably helped that Lily got famous. Millions of people watched her skits with titles like If Boys Got Their Period, If My Brain Were a Person, and How Girls Get Ready. This is Lily in a skit on Jimmy Fallon's show. But my parents are here and they're huge fans. Please, I'd love to meet them. Come on, send them in. Come on in. This is my mom, Paramjeet. Hello, Jimmy. And that's my dad, Manjeet. (laughs) Hello. Jimmy, we love your show. It's our favorite. We watch every single night. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I appreciate it. We have a couple suggestions on how to improve. You know, just small things. Small things. Super duper small. Um, sure. Do you want to grab pen and paper? <laughs> I could probably just remember. Like, grab a pen and paper, okay? Don't be rude. Number one, your laugh. It sounds like a hyena. You know, kind of like... <gasps> like that. Would this have happened if you two didn't exist? I don't think so. Because when you go into an audition, you're not auditioning to be yourself. You're auditioning to be someone else. Of course, every platform has room for improvement when it comes to diversity, not only of skin colors, but of religions and cultures and sexual orientations. Of course, there's always room for improvement. But I will say that YouTube is a great example for a lot of other platforms out there, for traditional Hollywood. I think it is one of the most diverse platforms because there's no casting director monitoring the upload button. Anyone has the opportunity to post the exact same video online, and it's equal opportunity in that sense. A lot of people ask me this question, and it's it's always weird. They always say, oh, well, what do you say to other people that want to use YouTube as an escape or use YouTube as their platform? And I always say, well, just like everything else on the planet, YouTube is not for everyone. I mean, I'm telling you what worked for me. It doesn't mean that this is a universal solve. That doesn't work like that. So if you want a platform to share your voice on, yeah, sure, try YouTube, but YouTube is not a blanket solution for every problem it just worked for me the biggest question i have is just like how the hell are you as confident as you are (laughs) well thank you for thinking i'm confident um i don't encourage people to be anything like me so i don't say be confident like me i think everyone should be confident like themselves i do think a big part of confidence for me it came from my journey on youtube because putting yourself out on the internet for millions of people to judge like you kind of have to have a level of confidence to do that it's it's a weird dynamic when you're getting filmed by people that pictures are being taken of you and out of your control you start to care less like now when people take pictures of me and they're like oh do you want to check them i'm like no i don't care at all because if that picture's bad or it's good it doesn't matter because it'll be 500 pictures of me that i have no control over that are probably bad i i know the behind the scenes you know i've been to the award shows now i've been on the red carpets i've been on the late night shows i know what goes into looking like that it is hours of hair and makeup it is so many layers of undergarments to suck this part in and so even when I go on red carpets sometimes people be like oh well stand like this so that this part of your stomach looks like that or like don't sit like that or your dress will get wrinkled and I'm just like I don't need to be appear to be this non-human perfect wrinkle-free dress person like I'd rather just be a human I'm the best I'm the best there ever was, and I'm the best there ever will be. All the success, that's all me. I don't need anybody else. I did it all my own. All my success is all I need. Really, you're the best. 
They think that I fell when they see me on YouTube. Who is she? They don't have As you became super big time, you know, you still want to be you, right? 100%. I always tell people that 90% of my job is psychological and 10% is actual entertainment because that does play a big role. You know, as you get older, and not, not even as I get older, as I get more popular and as I gain more success, and specifically as people around me start to adjust their behaviors according to my success, it can get to your head and it can really mess with your psychology and, and how you view the world and how you feel about yourself. And so I always make it a point to every day talk to myself about what kind of person I want to be and what values I want to have. And a big part of that is being grateful. About a year and a half ago, Lily moved to L.A. She started writing a book and she released this video titled What Canadians Really Want to Say to Americans. Hey, hey, say about. About. No, no, you say a boot. No one says a boot. It's about. Say a boot. Say sorry. <laughs> you say words so weird. Yeah, eh? Wait, fine. Do I, do I say these words weird? Free health care. Is that weird? Yo, what if Trump becomes president? If you're having pres problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems and the leader ain't one. Yo, why do all Canadians live in igloos? <sighs> we need to keep cool because our prime minister is so hot. The best part about being a Canadian in America right now is that everyone loves me. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, I love Canadians. I wish I was Canadian. <laughs> they think I'm super nice and I'm just being myself. So it's kind of great. But Lily's family's Sikh, or sick, if you pronounce it correctly, and hate crimes against Sikhs in America have gone up since the presidential election. Just up the coast from Lily, in Washington, a sick man was shot in his driveway by a man in a mask who told him to go back to his country. I mean, I think it's not a great environment for a lot of groups. I always like to promote what I love instead of bash what I hate. I think, you know, I don't think anyone can genuinely say they don't know what's happening around the world with minority groups. I think at this point everyone knows that minority groups aren't treated well in certain parts of the world. But I will say one thing that I was very taken aback by during this entire election process and post-election process was the amount of protest and the amount of people using their voices and the amount of people standing up for minority groups. I was very taken aback by And I don't think in my life thus far, um, being 28 years old, I've ever seen a display like that. I protest in my own way, which is that I have an audience of 11 million subscribers. And so in my videos, whether it's me talking about my trips to Kenya for girls' education or selling my girl love Rafikis or even in my comedy embedding jokes about how ridiculous it is to be racist and sexist in today's day and age. That's my form of protest. How did you get the time to write a book and why a book when, you know, you're a YouTube star and more now? A lot of publishers were emailing me being like, hey, whenever you want to write a book, you should write a book. It's going to do great. And I didn't like that because I didn't want I don't like to do anything for the sake of doing things. You know, that's kind of my biggest blessing and my biggest curse. I have to do everything above and beyond. And so I was like, I'm not going to write a book because a book is going to do well. I mean, a book is a piece of art. A book is like a thing that takes a long time to do. And I don't want to just make it a piece of merchandise. So I kind of had a eureka moment when I thought now is the time to write a book. I remember like I was reflecting back on my career and I was like, oh, I've met a lot of my idols and have learned a lot of things from them. And I've traveled a lot of places around the world. I've done a lot of social work. And I feel like I've picked up little guidelines on how to be successful. And so when I felt like I was in a great place career-wise and 
personal wise, like I was very happy and happy with who I was. I thought, okay, I have something to say in a book now, and I really feel it could be of value to people. It's at that moment, and not a second before, that I decided to write a book. I thought, oh, I'm going to be this, you know, fabulous author that takes four months off and sits by a fireplace. Yeah, that did not happen. (laughs) This was the first time I was actually able to write things and revisit it so many times. So I wrote a chapter, and I would read it every day after I wrote that chapter. Um, So I have my book, like, completely memorized at this point, (laughs) and I know so, so well because I have reread chapters over and over and over and again just to make sure they're what I want them to be. I want it to be like, hey... These are some thoughts. Some of them are a little abstract, but I'm going to make them less abstract by giving step-by-step how to accomplish these things or making them super practical for you to accomplish. And some of these things, when it comes down to shaking someone's hand, I'm going to break it down to a science. She announced the book, How to Be a Boss, with this video. And now, I want to teach you what I've learned. Because to be a boss, you don't just survive life. You conquer it. The book launched another phase in Lily's life. She set out on a worldwide tour. The day I talked to her, she posted this video of her in an airport. Why is this happening? Why do bad things happen to good people? The mirror washing my face, I can't even see. My makeup's in my eyes, and my nose randomly starts bleeding. Why is this happening to me? Why? So how are you doing? I was watching your videos and it's like you were sick, your nose was bleeding, all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You were having trouble sleeping. Yes. Tour has been interesting. I mean, it's been actually really, really great and really fun, but it takes a little bit of a toll on your body. What about those moments that, you know, you really love when you're getting to do what you want? Are those moments soaking in for you? Yes and no. I'm trying to make it a point for every single show to go out there and not just go through the muscle memory of it, not just go through the motions, but actually absorb. But still, there's some moments where like, I have two hours of sleep and I'm on my 10th interview and I'm two hours into a meet and greet where I'm just like, this is a blur. I have no idea what's happening. I am very much so a robot right now. So I'm trying to find the balance and trying to get better. Okay, but what about like the tremendous amount of creativity that has to come out of you like constantly? As someone who tries to do that too, I mean, that's a lot of work. How do you do that? One of the hardest things on my job is definitely creativity on demand. And I think for me, what I do is I schedule a lot of inspiration. Because you know when you have those days where something spontaneous happens and you're like, oh man, that was so inspiring. I met someone new and they're so cool and I'm inspired. I understand that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> and so if I need to write a script today, at some point maybe I'll watch a new TV show today just to be introduced to new characters and new storyline. And that usually helps me write a script. Okay, so how do you be a perfectionist and yourself at the same time? Well, it's kind of easy when you yourself are a perfectionist. (laughs) Everything I do, personally or professionally, I'm just super keen on it being the best it can possibly be. Recently, I have learned embracing my need to be in control and a control freak and a perfectionist, embracing that truly is me being the truest sense of myself because I used to feel for so long that, oh, I need to let go of that. You know, people would always tell me, don't be such a control freak, let go of that. And just recently during tour, actually a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to, because that is how I've gotten to where I am. And because I have a certain vision, I shouldn't feel bad about it. When I'm making my YouTube videos, up until maybe six months ago, I used to do everything myself. For like seven years, I was operating the camera, editing everything, 
now I have a crew, like someone who people who come and shoot, someone who does the sound, etc. But even still, when I'm there, it's like I'm directing it, I'm checking the shots, I am checking every frame, I am writing the script. But when I go on traditional sets, it is also exciting to be like, oh, everyone has a job and they're doing it, and my job is to act, and I'm going to do that. Lily's made cameos in movies like Bad Moms, a comedy about perfect PTA moms coming to terms with all the imperfect parts of motherhood. Lily has a few lines as a bland, dry, normal mom. In this scene, Christina Applegate speaks first. I think we really have to ask ourselves, do we want someone who is that reckless and irresponsible and mentally unhinged alcoholic to be president of the PTA? I never even liked her. That's Lily. She looks foreign. Oh, God. Oh, foreigners. It's five seconds. And that's one of the scenes where she shows the most personality. I remember the few times I've been on set, on a Hollywood set, with my cameos. It's been really fun and cool, and I've learned a lot. You know, I still grew up with traditional Hollywood, you know. Unlike kids today who are growing up with the digital space being their version of TV, I still grew up with movies and Hollywood. And so Little Lily wants to still get into the digital, I mean, in the traditional space. Not because I think it's better than the digital space. I, th- I believe in the digital space so much, and I truly never want to leave it. I do think it is the future. But I would like to dabble in traditional Hollywood in addition to what I'm doing. As you've been going from YouTube to more mainstream kind of stuff, like what have the challenges been? What has that been like? First of all, finding the time to go to auditions is very difficult. And then it's also the idea of It's a totally different system. You know, when I make videos, I write my video, record my video, the video goes out. That's the timeline I'm used to. I've done auditions where it's like, hey, so we need you to audition three or four times for this, for a show that may or may not happen and we'll find out in six months. So it's like a different system and it's kind of old school. So for me to be so new school with the digital space, it's a bit hard to adjust to. And then on a psychological standpoint, I kind of feel like I'm living a split life because in the digital space, people consider me a star, but then I go into auditions and they'll be like, sorry, what was your name again? And so I'm living this split life, trying to climb two different ladders and I'm at very different rungs on each ladder. Those are the strange feelings Lily's encountering for the first time. Climbing rungs of separate ladders, living a split life. She's feeling weird about being different for the first time. She also notices it when journalists do stories about her. You know, because I'm a brown girl and they feel the need to highlight that so tremendously all the time. Mm -hmm. All the headlines of stories about you are, say, like Indian somewhere in them. It has to be mentioned for some reason. I I don't know why, but it does. Most of her friends in L.A. don't seem to have that problem. And yeah, a lot of them were not brown, for lack of a better term. I sometimes cannot relate to anything they are saying, especially when it comes to, like, relationships. When they're talking about how they moved in with their boyfriends, and they did it, I'm just like, wow, well, we are culturally are so different. So sometimes I'll feel a little bit out of place here. She tries to remember who she is and what's important to her. You know, I I wrote a post the other day that was about, out of all the things I had on my vision board and all the things I thought I would accomplish, you know, the number of subscribers and the money or the views, nothing feels as good as like sending girls in Kenya to school. When I do things like that, things that I know, like that's not a number, it's like 600 people whose stories have been impacted by something I've done, that's really special. So I wanna do a lot more social good work, travel more, partner with a lot of organizations and try to just leave a positive imprint on the world because I think that's the legacy that will last. 
more than the numbers and views. Lily doesn't think of herself as someone who's been othered. But for someone like me, another kid of Indian immigrants, who did feel that way, her comedy's sheer relief. Because as an individual teenager, you can feel really alone when your perceived westernness is demonized by your parents. The ongoing culture clashes can be really dramatic, painful, confusing. Lily makes them funny. I asked her if she thought about that about how she's resonating with people who came to the U.S. as kids or are kids of immigrants and are the first generation trying to figure out who they are as Americans. That's very interesting. Um, g- give, me an, give me an example of why you think that. I explained that unlike Canada, which has had more open immigration for a long time, the U.S. capped out many brown immigrants until the civil rights movement forced laws to change in the 60s. Then there was a wave of immigration. The people who came then brought kids or had kids here. And now we're right at the time when those new hyphenated Americans are becoming adults. See, I like that part. I like that part where it was less of a theory and you're like, this is going to be true. I like that. I dig it and I agree with you now. (laughs) If Lily's able to cross over from YouTube to mainstream stardom, she'll be the first to do so in a big way. And selfishly, I hope she's successful. Because speaking only for myself... As a reporter, I was trained to hide who I am. That was a convenient excuse to hide how I'm different. I'm only close to being myself now in these niche digital spaces like podcasts and YouTube because I'm just talking to my audience, the people who I think accept me. But everyone deep down really wants to be accepted by everyone. You know, the mainstream. If Lily's success being herself on YouTube allows her to become successful in mainstream media, well, it would prove me wrong. And I'd like that. That's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review if you can. Our producer is Catherine Whalen. I'm Rupa Shinoy, and this has been Otherhood from PRI. PRI.